Welcome to the SUSS series of podcasts, where we explore ideas, solutions, and collaborations that are making a difference in the lives of individuals, families, communities, and beyond. This series features guests who will discuss how we can achieve social impact for the greater good, no matter how big or small. Previously on the SUSS series of podcasts. Also, a part-time student doing the Masters of Gerontology program actually it benefited me a lot in terms of the knowledge. Aging is not abstracting anymore. It's not just part of your work, but something that you can really empathize with. It actually enhances your knowledge, and you can understand why seniors see things from a certain angle. And actually, it really helps me through my work. I can also help to influence other agencies, the different stakeholders I work with. Why is age friend design such an important issue? And it's true with all this knowledge that I have, I can sort of better put out a case for why we can do certain things or not. And personally, I'm also a caregiver, and through the knowledge that I gain, I can learn to better manage, understand how my care recipient is feeling, and all that, and what kind of services that she can access to. So definitely, yeah, it has benefited me a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm. I think the issue of aging and aging population is so real. All of us, or you would know friends that would become caregivers, or we would age as well, right? So I think it's about changing our mindset. To make these little changes in our day-to-day lives, they can help change the lives of the elderly as well. Dr. Calvin, when we were having a chat earlier, you mentioned this very interesting term called the longevity economy. Mm. I've never heard about that. I've heard about the silver economy, <laughs> or Kaiwan was saying the silver tsun- tsunami. 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 Yeah. <laughs> but not longevity economy. Can you share with us and tell us more what this is? Well, longevity economy is really the economy that we are seeing from the benefits that the baby boomers generation, for example, they are probably in their sixties, over sixties. They have more savings. They have more time on their hand to travel, to spend money, and to also contribute back in terms of the workforce because some of them could be back from retirement and they want flexi hours. What we call gig economy, for example. So all these builds up to a very interesting picture where the economy is not dimmed because we have older adults forming the bigger population, but rather the older adults are the best consumers of new technologies, of new products, of anti-aging medicine, for example, of exercise. Right. So there's so much that's happening. It's just that probably again, it's about mindset and understanding mm. better the needs of these older adults. So that's really booming, especially in Singapore. By two zero three zero, there's going to be one in four that will be over sixty five years old, and in two zero five zero, it's one in two. So <laughs> you turn left, you turn yeah. right. That's going to be someone who is over sixty five years old. So why are we missing out these opportunities and look at things more optimistically? Yeah, definitely. I totally agree with you. Actually, look at aging population in a more positive way. It's for the same reason I really don't like the term silver tsunami because it seems to indicate there's this disaster coming on us and there's nothing we can do about it. Instead, we should see how we can leverage it. I mean, besides the economic spin-offs, I think there's also a social value. I think it's just one small step when we change our mindsets about seniors to making our society more inclusive. I think, especially in this COVID, there's a lot of talk about all these societal fault lines that's emerging, social issues, mental health issues. Actually, if we look at it, seniors will become a very important demographic. So, first of all, we need to see how our society can be more inclusive of them, not just in terms of the city, you know, the urban design, all that, but also in terms of the programming, the services, even the policies themselves. 
And actually, that would be a very important step to making our society more inclusive and accepting of other people you know, who are different from us. They could be persons with special needs, with disabilities, etc., etc. And all this will actually help to contribute to make Singapore a more compassionate society in the future as well. And I think this is something that a lot of us want Singapore to be. I mean, besides having the economic growth and all that, I think building that social compact is also very important going forward. Mm. I like how the whole issue is pivoted from being seen as a challenge mm. or as something that's very negative. But instead, I'm hearing from both of you, it's actually something very positive. It's coming. We need to embrace it more positively, looking at all the benefits, looking at the wider ecosystem and the benefits that it can bring to the rest of the community as well. So that's really a very interesting twist. Instead of changing the world one life at a time, you're looking yeah. at changing many, many Correct. lives and also enabling the seniors to help change the lives of the rest of our community as well. I mean, seniors is a form of social capital, right? So that's why we should look at them as a very important asset to the whole society, to the whole family. The latest that we are talking about is cyber wellness. Mm. Uh, we talk about digital literacy only for the young people or the youth. But actually, seniors can also embrace technology, right? They can be part of the digital nanny at home, for example, when the parents are busy out working <laughs> and the kids are playing with the computers or games. The seniors could be that extra pair of eyes to help with looking after the kids. If they are equipped with some digital literacy knowledge, they could very well be part of that whole process that would look after the kids better and maybe play games with the kids mm. and build bonds between them because we know that the grandparents and kids are usually quite friendly with each other. <laughs> and that's my own personal experience, <laughs> right? Whereas the parents are always deemed to be the more serious person in the home, taking the disciplinary approach for their own children. Whereas mm. grandparents will buy things and talk to the kids and always praise them. So maybe we can do more to strengthen the bond and therefore show the shine that social capital can do within mm. the family unit. Mm. And then in the community, seniors or older adults helping each other, I think that is also possible. And then at the top level, which is the macro level, we are creating longevity economy. So really, this requires everyone to look at things differently and to be Correct. appreciating what's happening in life. And perhaps the easiest way is to start with yourself mm -hmm. on mm -hmm. the individual basis. I mean, we will all grow old. So perhaps we need to reflect, okay, what do I want to be when I grow old? What are my aspirations? What are my needs? How do I want people to treat me? How do I want my society to treat me? And that in a way will provide some answers. You really want something more inclusive, some more welcoming for seniors. So I think starting with individuals is really quite important. And I think it's very powerful to think of that way. Exactly. And in the whole process, we are fostering more people to be empathetic to each other mm. through the whole process of learning and relearning and applying. I like how the takeaway, it's really starting from such a simple, but probably the most difficult solution, looking at yourself, looking at individual family unit, looking at the immediate neighborhood and void decks, like what Kyron you were saying, yeah, correct. in order to create this wave of change in the field of gerontology yeah. for our society to cope with aging population. Mm. So this is really interesting. Exactly. Actually, void deck is very uniquely Singapore. There's so many things that we can do in the Void Deck. Right now, we have RC centers <laughs> there. They are teaching cooking classes, maybe some Tai Chi exercise, maybe a garden plot of land for them to grow some of the plants and vegetables. 
but beyond that, it could be a yeah. place of sharing, so that it's not just right. classes, learning, and that's it. Go back home, but really a place where they can interact with each other more. And build trust. I think trust yes. is very important, right? I mean,、correct. we learned that from some of the forums that we yeah, jointly、correct. conducted. Actually, that really resonated me. I can share an anecdote. I mean, I asked academic before he did a presentation on social isolation. I say, what can we do for seniors in Singapore to get them out of their homes to interact with people with the community? And he say, actually, Kaiwen, our infrastructure is very good. I mean, you have to admit it. Singapore, if you compare to other cities, definitely good infrastructure, good housing, decent housing, decent amenities. But what is lacking is that sense of ownership from seniors. So he raised the example of void decks precisely. He say that. If we continue to regulate the void, that's the way that we do now. We don't allow any kind of users, right? Then that becomes really a void space. But rather, you can think of a void space as an opportunity, as having that kind of potential to build community bonds, not just among seniors, but across generations even. And there's so much potential there because every HDB block in Singapore has a void that you don't really need to invest in more fanciful infrastructure and all that. You don't need that. Just the basic things will do. Just give them a space where they can do their own things, build their community bonds, and you have it. You solve the issue. Almost there. Yeah, actually, we're helping them to stay healthy through、mm-hmm. interaction. So, because, for example, they need to take care of their brain. That's very important, right? Because if they feed themselves with the right knowledge, learn continuously. This is the brain gym we are talking about, <laughs> right? The more you use your brain to interact, to talk, to improve your cognitive behaviors because of this interaction, they will feel much more active and much more happy. So we are talking about adding life to the years and not、mm. adding years to life. I、mm. think this is such a evergreen statement, and we should always <laughs> remind ourselves that we have one life, and in this life, we should try to make the best out of it and、mm. make as many friends as we can, because this is the way the community <laughs> can be much happier and loving and enjoying with each other. Yeah, it's really looking at all these small changes, making all these small changes around us and our families, in the communities and the void、yes. decks, and bringing different stakeholders together—the caregivers, the elderly themselves, and their family members or neighbors, right—to develop solutions that can help change the environment and, of course, you know, work towards a more inclusive community, not just for the elders but for everyone、um, that is aging as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And learning to be tolerant <laughs> for、mm-hmm. little things that are not perfect. I think this is also very important <laughs> because、mm-hmm. Singaporeans sometimes we are so stiff. We expect hundred percent perfect before we go out and do something. Actually, we should try to embrace imperfection. That little few percent that is not going to make you score A doesn't mean that you are failure. It actually means that you can have a chance to try it out and improve on it. So therefore, the aspect of respecting each other, creating、mm. a dignity life, and also embracing imperfection should be part of the whole fun of living. Now, as it seems, <laughs> gerontology is not just a social science, right? It's so deeply embedded in the cultural, psychological、yes. aspects of things. It's beyond just a subject, an academic subject. That's why I'm hearing from all these insights. That's why we encourage them to come to SUSS and learn with us. <laughs> For sure, and make friends. And make、yes. friends. Okay, <laughs> and, and learn connect、together. with the community.、Yeah. Thank you so much for both your insights. So we hope you can join us in our class. <laughs> For sure. Yeah, For yeah. sure, I'll sneak in to listen to one. Yes, of always welcome. <laughs> yeah. So thank you thank very you. much, Kevin and Kaiwan. Thank, thank you. you very much.、Vivian. Thank you. You've been listening to the SUSS series of podcasts. To find more episodes, visit. suss.edu.sg/podcast.